and Talk. Hello and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. This is Alex and I get to be a pastor at Messiah Lutheran Church. We are going through this three-year Bible reading plan because we believe that eternities are changed when Jesus followers grow up in their faith. One of the best ways we can do this is by reading the Bible, God's Word, and talking about it. So today with me is our very own facilities manager at Messiah, David Rhodes. David, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Good morning, Pastor. It's nice to be here. And uh, I don't want to say I'm surprised that I'm a guest on your podcast, but I'm pleased. Um, I, uh, I'd i like to think that I read the Bible, but uh, uh, it would be better if I read to understand it. And, uh, you know, I guess that's part of what I am here today for. All right. Well, I think we're going to grow in our understanding. And I've found that even just hosting the podcast has helped me uh learn more and more. We're always learning. We've never arrived until Jesus returns in the sky. That's our little rhyme for today. There you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. We are going to cover the readings today from in our uh, reading plan from December 5th to December 11th. And for the podcast, that's going to cover Proverbs chapter 10 through 16. So let's do a quick overview of what's going on here. Solomon says a bunch of wise things. There you go. There's your overview. He sure, um, he, based- he sure does. And I, I, I'll tell you, I, I uh, want to thank you for picking me for this week because uh, I know there's a lot of uh, different readings that are very thick and arduous to get through and a lot of words and a lot of geographical terms. You need to know the maps to understand who's fighting who and what's going on with, you know, the folks involved, but this is kind of like just reading the Proverbs off of Earl Abel's wall down there on Hildebrand. Nice. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it's pretty easy to understand. It's pretty straightforward. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, so basically in the chapters, uh, there's a lot of common themes that we'll talk about that stood out to us. Uh, You know, some things that were like, oh, you know, um, here's a, a positive thing. Oh, here's something that you shouldn't do. You know, just a lot of I guess, life tips. And, and like I've said in, in the last time, and even when we began Proverbs just with the first two chapters, this is not a book of prophecies or guarantees. It's a book of wise sayings that come from godly wisdom. In a broken and fallen world, sometimes you do the right thing and it doesn't work out. So there's always an exception um, out there um, sometimes you, you, you try to do your best to, um, you know, love someone or love your neighbor or um, take care of your family and they're not reciprocating that or whatever it might be. There's always an exception in a broken and fallen and sinful world. But generally speaking, these are wise sayings that are helpful for living our lives, especially today, even as Jesus followers. So. Um, Solomon is conveying this wisdom to his his sons, uh, to future generations even, and uh, there's a lot of helpful things and interesting things that I think apply even today. So David, what stood out to you in particular as you read these chapters? Well, uh, I guess all in all, if I had to summarize all the chapters together, you know, it's definitely like a, a life plan, a code to go by. 
Um, one of the major points that was uh, hitting my brain as I was reading this was uh, the um, I'm sorry, the uh, disrespect that you can pull onto your family hmm. and uh, just by the, your actions or not following God's words, how it reflects on your family. One one generally considers, yeah, it's a reflection of myself. But you know what? There's a lot of examples here in Proverbs where it demonstrates it really is a, goes against your parents directly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found a lot of, you know, talk about like how we speak to one another. Um, you know, the verse 19 of... Uh, chapter 10 was talking about restraining our lips, uh, you know, being careful of, about what we say. Um, even in verse 17 before that and throughout these chapters is talking about how, um, you know, a wise person, you know, continues learning. It's continuing the, the idea that we have never yet fully arrived. There's always something more to learn. And, um, you know, it's only those who are, are, are foolish or... Um, even wicked is, the, is some of the words they use that right. uh, despise reproof or correction or um, instruction and improvement and that kind of thing. Um, the f- yeah, the few ahead. phrases I found that came to um, my brain reading through this was uh, a lot of righteousness, mm-hmm. um, being dutiful, um, disgrace and respect to your family. Um, it speaks of discipline quite a bit. And you know, self-discipline. Yeah. Um, lying lips is in there. The phrase "lying lips," uh, deceit, laziness, uh, goes into fools' mouths. You know what we're saying, not just what we're thinking and doing, but mm. truly what we're saying and how we're being perceived by others. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Something that was interesting to me was the first verse of chapter eleven, and I'm just going off of my notes here because uh, it's right. kind of sometimes hard to flip through the Bible. Um, and, you know, find the exact place. But it was talking about how a false balance uh, is an abomination to the Lord, um, but a just weight is his delight. So it's literally talking about a balance that you would use to weigh things, to weigh right. like money or currency or um, goods. Um, when right. you're you're making uh, a financial exchange or a trade or something like that, but it also, for me, served as a metaphorical uh, kind of um, speaking to in my life, where it's like you know a false balance of you know weighing things in a false way, like putting too much importance or putting a false sense of Im- of importance on something that really doesn't matter, and. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I found that very striking to me because, you know, as, as Jesus followers, you know, we want to devote our the most of our time and energy to the things that really matter, that really that really make an impact. I think I even talked about this last Sunday where sometimes that means saying no. And even Jesus said no a lot, uh, no to a lot of good things but saying yes to the best thing, you know, it's kind of, right. kind of reminds me of <laughs> when I was in high school or, um, yeah, high school, I think it, you know, uh, it, it always, the instruction on the little quiz, there's, it's a multiple choice quiz. The instruction says, choose the best answer. 
And I remember one of my teachers saying, you know, these are all good answers. These can all be good answers, but, but this one is the, this one is the best answer. And here's why. And I'm pretty sure it was in literature class because I always struggled a little bit with literature and, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to glean out the 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 overall theme of Huckleberry Finn and all that stuff. So, but I I will never forget. I don't know which teacher it really was, but it was it was one of my teachers I think in high school that said, you know, this is it says choose the best answer. So you might think that all of these answers are good. But right. you got to choose the best one. And so for me, verse 1 of, of chapter 11 kind of reminded me of that. As we go through life, we choose the best way, the best answer. Right. And, God, and, and that also stood out to me was, you know, a lot of talk about the fear of the Lord. This proverb starts off by saying the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So everything starts with God. God goes first. Um, humility before honor. Uh, that was something that in chapter 15, verse 33, humility be- comes before honor. That reminded me of Jesus um, on the cross. His humility on the cross, his humility even at, at being born as a child, as a baby, uh, which is what we're celebrating in this time of year, is is something that came before his, his ultimate glory, which was rising from the dead. And even his, his forever glory, in returning um, right. to earth and, and, you know, invoking the paradise and the permanent destruction of sin and death forever and, and all of that. So I can see how a lot of these things project into our, um, into our lives today, even into the future plan of redemption Jesus has uh, in store for us. So, yeah. Uh, anything there else that stood out to you or... Yeah, good. I got a couple, um, 19.3, I'm going to read it, and then I'll kind of just give you my my spin on it. But a person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. So what that's saying to me is, you know, doing what you're doing um, where you're not taking responsibility uh, for your ways and, you know, disrespecting your family, um, and then they blame God for their own mistakes, Mm. you know. So it's like, like, you know, they're— you know, really making a mess of things. Um, another one that stuck out is um, eighteen twenty-four. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Hmm. And um, I don't know, having two brothers and having just gone through some life circumstances, uh, you know, kind of that one hit home for me because hmm. uh, there's some friends out there that are, helpful and closer to you than uh, a blood brother. Although my blood yeah. brothers are very close, of course. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, going on to like things that were a little bit concerning. Um, something that's come up in my life before uh, in a uh, conversational exchange I once had was chapter 13, verse 24. And I'm going to turn to that so I can quote it directly. It says, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And there's also a note that says um, um, other, it could also be interpreted, he who is who loves him is diligent to discipline him early. So he who hates his son spares the rod, meaning like, 
you know, if if you if you really love your son, you'll use the rod, you know. Right. And, and right. I had an exchange once with someone. It was a while back, and they're like, you know, the Bible, you know, talks about like <laughs> y- using the rod. You know, do you use the rod in your children? In other words, he was asking me if I hit my kids, yeah. and what for disciplining them if I spanked them. Um, uh, the answer is no. Um, <laughs> I think the rod could also mean pastor. It could also mean yeah. verbal counseling, and you know, yeah. there's a, a multitude of ways to discipline other than right. the rod. You know, and this yeah. goes back to biblical yeah. times, literally. Right. You know, and and in that cultural context, context, he might have been talking literally about um, a rod, like you know, right. hitting your children. That might have just been the accepted way of doing things. And I think in you know maybe 20 years ago spanking and your your kids was more more accepted and in other cultures it's it, you know it's more accepted than it is you know today in in our culture and right. um Definitely. you know you Definitely. weigh you weigh things um and, and make your decisions off of what's best but i like what you said is that you know for us when we look at this now it, it also you know we we know that it in our specific cultural context and you know, in our parenthood, we can discipline our children, discipline them early because we love them in ways that we believe are helpful, in ways that we believe are biblical as well. And that the right. rod can also mean, you know, just, you know, dis- disciplining and uh, for the sake of, of loving your kid, not, ne- right. not necessarily like, you know. Beating them to a pulp. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> my dad actually... Uh, I, I I was spanked a little bit as as a kid. The thing that stopped my dad from that eventually was, and it was never you know severe or anything like that. It was you know done. It was it was sincerely. It was done out of love and just to right. discipline and you know make sure I didn't touch the stove when it was burning exactly. up and 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 doing and those kinds of things, which is important because you don't want your kid to go through life with a burnt hand, you know. Um, real, real parent stuff there. And, um, the thing that stopped him was he told me this story about how he was, I think he was done with his duty in the air force, but because he had early retirement, they re I'm probably getting this story a little mixed up, but he got early retirement under president Clinton. So he served 17 years, but it counted as 20, which is a pretty nice deal. Um, sure. <laughs> and so retire three years early and get the benefits of 20 years. Um, so, but I think because of that, he could be called in to do like some kind of duty or whatever, um, at any time that's like temporary or whatever. And he, he was called in for something and it was to escort this guy who was going to jail or prison um, because he had was a little too rough with his son and and broke his son's arm, wow. and so um, that kind of changed my dad's perspective on how he disciplined me. But he certainly disciplined me, you know. Um, yeah, and that's made me into the the person that I am today, and especially as I as I grew up, for sure, and how. Um, you know, and as I've grown older and, and become a parent myself, I realized that I'm more like my dad than I 
ever thought I would be, um, right. which is just kind of crazy because I was like, I'm saying stuff to my sons and I'm like, that's yep. exactly what my dad yep. said to me. Exactly. Oh my goodness. That what's happening to you, me? Doesn't it? What's happening to me? Something's <laughs> wrong with me. I need to go. I need to go to the doctor. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting how that works. Like, you know, you go through your high school phase. I think my senior year of high school, I was ready to move out. Of, I was so ready to move out of the house. I always argued with my dad when I was in high school. Then in of college, course. you know, it was kind of like things were cool. Things were chill. And then when I moved out of the house, things were like really good. When I had children, I realized why my dad did a lot of the things that he did a lot more than I ever had. And so I under- right. felt like I understood him better. And uh, I think that's to save you from uh, failure, you know, yeah, hurting yourself. Yeah. No, it's definitely grown uh, my perspective on, you know, discipline and, and uh, even instruction and and why uh, maybe he was particular about certain things and and that kind of and and all that so that's a personal story uh behind uh chapter 13 verse 24 there you Um, go (laughs) so regarding regarding the uh overall question if there's anything that gives me great concern um in today's readings and you know it's Proverbs is, you know, it's kind of a fun chapter, uh, not chapter, but book of the Bible. And um, the the one thing that did stick out to me, and I wouldn't consider it great concern, but there's a lot of like, this is the good part of the story and this is the bad part of the story. And it's one sentence and, mm-hmm. you know, another sentence. But there's a lot of like uh, zingers, you know, like one line zingers. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, there's more negative than positive, but. Um, I don't think when so- Solomon was reading, excuse me, writing this, that it was concerned with, you know, political correctness in the 21st century. So, <laughs> Ooh, let's not go down that rabbit trail, but thank you for okay. that. You're um, welcome, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you in all seriousness. I, I, I think that um, though it might seem really heavy on, the law and and that kind of thing uh, just remembering that the law is it's a it's a really good thing and and what can um what really helped me is like even as i read this i look what i do a lot is i do have a bible software program that just allows me to pull it up but anyone can access um this study bible online and that's the faith life study bible i think that's the bible that you have right now yes yeah that is the bible. and so i just pull up the, I have a program where I can just pull up the notes only, and I think you can just download the app for free, the Faith Life Study Bible. I've found mm-hmm. those notes to be uh, pretty helpful for the most part. You know, they don't always cover every single verse, um, and and sometimes it's just a little, it's just a little simpler, more concise than like the Lutheran Study Bible. Exactly. Um, it just kind of gives you the quick points, and I've used that to just get prepared for a Bible study or a quick devotion or something. And I use that a lot. Um, I, I, I use that for certain verses that I was like, Oh, Oh my. And one of those, (laughs) it's like, Oh, Oh, Oh. oh." Um, and one of those, you know, that really was like, Oh, that's a zinger, you know, as I'm reading. And then maybe I stop and look at a note was chapter 14, verse 20. The poor is disliked even by his neighbor 
but the rich Ooh. has many friends. And I'm like, wow, geez, bro. What's, yep. what's going on here? Too. That's a good one. But then, like you had, had talked to me earlier, you know, a lot of times the negative is is placed with the positive. And so if you keep on reading, you see the turnaround. So whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner. But blessed is he who is generous to the poor. So it's kind of just stating a reality that often happens in life that the poor person is often disliked by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends who may not be like actual friends because they may just be around the rich guy because he's rich and they get to party and they get to all these nice material things and everything good. But it's also saying whoever despises his neighbor, regardless of his social status, economic status, um, whatever status is a sinner and blessed is he who is generous to the poor, generous, not just financially generous with his love, generous with his heart and mind. And, and, and that's what I found, um, that really gave me hope was, you know, seeing that turnaround there, but also, um, I think even in chapter 11, there was something about like, well, in chapter 10, it was like hatred stirs up, but love covers, Yeah, you know, and, and that, that reminds me of Jesus. That reminds me of the call to love our neighbors. And in chapter 11, kind of knowledge and knowledge is important, especially for a neighbor. Like I think it was saying that knowledge benefits your neighbor. And to me, that was really impactful because uh, let me let me go to that real quick. Sure. Oh yeah, it's just it's all in one verse in, in chapter eleven, verse nine. With his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge the righteous are delivered. And so, while it doesn't say this exactly, it this is what it made me think of. It was like, wow, you know, like the godless person, the would just with his mouth can just destroy his neighbor, but knowledge, but by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. And so in, in using knowledge, not just like we, a lot of times we think of knowledge as like research and academic right. kind of stuff, but knowledge is so much more than that. Like knowledge is getting to know someone. Right. And how often do we, um, maybe make a, a judgment or, uh, an assumption or a presumption of someone without really getting to know them or to really understand that it takes time to get to know them and that we can be delivered from becoming godless with our mouths and destroying our neighbors by using knowledge to love our neighbor. Right. And that, that kind of, that really gave me hope. So. Excellent. There, yeah. There's a, one of the uh, sayings in here, Proverbs was uh about um, judging your neighbor who you didn't know well um, and how that's inappropriate. Hmm. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it right now. You know, there's a, starting in chapter 12, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates corruption is stupid. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't hold back. He doesn't pull any punches for sure. Uh, but no. that's a good thing, you know, like this is, this is, you know, speaking the truth and, um, he, he does it because he loves his sons. I don't n- fully know the context of like, you know, where he was, um, who he w- was, um, thinking his original audience and readers would be. 
um, but I definitely know he's thinking more generationally, more future. Like, this is for the future, whether the future of my sons and the future of their sons and my family or the future of this kingdom. Um, yeah, so one thing that, uh, another thing that was just really impactful was in chapter 15, or really, really at the end of chapter 14, it starts to go into this fear of the Lord and this theme of like God being at the center. And, um, in chapter 15, verses 16 and 17, it says something really striking. Better is a little with fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. So right. it's better to have little and, you know, have Christ and better to have little and have the love of Jesus than it is to just have all of this stuff around you or have everything being going well for you. Because these chapters do recognize that wicked people, that people who do evil stuff, stuff still works out for them in this earthly life. Like, it doesn't, you know, um, dismiss that reality but it's saying also, you know, it's, 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 this is what's better for you. It's, even though like, you know, in this life you may look at your neighbor and, and, and they're really rich and they're like living the life. Um, it's actually better for you, um, to have a little and have love, the love of Christ. It's better for you to have a little and not, not have as much, not, not have as much as maybe you'd um, really desire in your heart, but, but to have the fear, um, exactly. and the trust in the Lord. So the the words on uh, that exact uh, verse go in my book. It says, "Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred." Yeah, nice. And I think that's yeah. better wording because yeah. you know we understand th- that better because who likes eating their vegetables? Um, exactly. You know, I don't. Unless they're Unless they're grilled on the barbecue with olive yeah. oil and salt and pepper, I'm yes. in. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have the patience for that. But my son, no, he loves true. cucumbers. He could eat cucumbers all day, I'm, and good really? for him because yeah. it's like it's like, oh man, I I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Um, that's when I look at my son and I say, "Thank you, Lord. He's better yeah, than me." Um. <laughs> a famous one is chapter 16, verse 3. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So keeping Jesus at the center. And um, this verse was like all Jesus. Chapter, verse 6 of chapter 16. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. Um, and so that is straight pointing to Jesus on the cross. So Right. Yep. Uh, anything else um, from you before we take a break? Uh, I'm good and ready for a break. All right. I'm ready for a break as well. So we will be right back. Great. Thanks.
Hey, welcome back from that break. We hope it was restful for you. We certainly regrouped and we are ready to get into some application. But before we do, I want to remind you, listener, uh, actually announce to you, listener, that this Sunday, December 13th at 10 a.m., we will be releasing our Christmas special episode with David Edwards and myself. David is a pastor in uh, Nebraska. David Edwards is. And uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. And we just talk about how to prepare our hearts for Christmas a little bit. So we want to release that episode to you before Christmas arrives. So be on the lookout for that episode. And now let's dive into our last question. So David Rhodes... David Rhodes, yes. a different David now. Not um, the pastor. Not the pastor, but the facilities manager. <laughs> Quite a bit different. Uh, you know, every everything is, is given to us. Every role is given by God. So there you go. Um, yeah. So David, what really, stu- what really um, do you kind of take away from uh, this conglomeration of Proverbs in these chapters that we read? Uh, my my big takeaway would be this whole series of proverbs we discussed this morning and read would be an excellent playbook for life, how to live it, you know, as a God-fearing Christian, um, how to raise your children to be the same, and how to res- have respect for your family and primarily your parents. really addresses the parents and doing the right thing to have uh, grace among you know, your family and your parents and specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I think one, some takeaways for me was, you know, emphasizing godliness over everything else, you know, emphasizing godliness over envy or, or jealousy or wanting more. Um, and also just in a similar vein, God kind of reminding us, I go first you know, I go right. first, I'm at the center, I'm at the center of all this, and, you know, keep me at the center, um, even in, even if, um, and, and there are a lot of ways to keep God at the center, um, and, and continuing to be in his word, but also in community, one of my favorite passages was, in an abundance of counselors, there is safety, uh, it also says, walk with the wise and be generous, um, exemplify the love of Christ by giving a soft answer, not a harsh word, uh, be loving and cover, uh, things, you know, and so exemplify Jesus because when you keep God first, when you keep him at the center of your life, when you are uh, embracing wisdom and instruction and using the, the God fearing community and people in your life that surround you wise people that you walk with, it um, becomes easier for us, more more common, more habitual. Oh, I think somebody's calling the church. Um, let me just answer that call real quick. I'll be right back. Say something, David. Hello, and thank you for your call. Your call is important to us. This would be a good section for Emily to edit out. Anyway, so I, um, that's all I have to say about that, as Forrest Gump says. Um, just, 
And now for our <laughs> random question that David Rhodes does not know about. Um, dun, 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 dun. I know. Dun. I know. Um, his heart rate just went up like 200 beats. Anyways, <laughs> um, so David, there's a lot of um, Christmas movie watching that happens around this time of year. There's new Christmas movies, there's old ones, there's classic ones. Um, if you had to watch one Christmas movie for the entire rest of the season, wow. which movie would that be? It would have to be A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Nice. Is that the one with the kid that gets his tongue stuck to the yes. flagpole? The, the Christmas Story. <laughs> You'll yeah, shoot awesome. your eye out, kid. You shoot your eye out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. With his Red Rider BB gun. Yes. Yes. That's a classic. I love that movie. That's a good one. Yeah. I think um, for me, it. Ooh, I do like Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also just what gets me every time is that Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that's a good one. But I was also watching the Santa Claus the other night too. With Tim Allen, I love that first one with him. It's just the the attitude of Tim Allen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. One of those threes, I, I I couldn't pick. I'm I'm one of those people today. But there you go. There you go. Thank you for can't go wrong with any of them. There you go. Awesome. Um, one of them had to do with Jesus. So there you go. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one of them out there, but I guess I didn't pick that one to watch over and over again. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here I got um I have a, one of the proverbs I wanted to address with you is uh 1631 uh, gray hair is a crown of splendor it is attained in the way of righteousness. Mm. That's well, a goodie. You know, I I wasn't going to bring that up with you David. But, um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I may have thought about you when I read that. <laughs> But then again, uh, you're just in the same camp as Santa Claus, so you're in good you company. Go. All right. I don't have a Christmas hat on today. <laughs> well, listeners, All right, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, listeners, thank you for for uh, listening to us and talking with us. Uh, email any questions you have to growupandtalkpodcast at gmail.com. David Rhodes, our facilities manager here at Messiah, thanks for joining us on the show today, talking about some good life advice excellent thank you sir all right thank you we will talk with you next time peace okay bye bye goodbye now goodbye now goodbye now